What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am joined, as always, by my main man, at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we are here on what I I, I would call a hopeful Wednesday, uh, Marcus, uh, with the, the latest news uh, coming out of Buffalo. Uh, we have been off for a few days we did not do our podcast on uh, Monday uh, after what happened in the Bills Bengals game, which uh, obviously you guys have all heard about DeMar Hamlin collapsing on the field, uh, having cardiac arrest and then been taken to the hospital. Uh, Marcus, um, I know you didn't want to do a podcast that night and I didn't, and it was a really difficult thing to watch. And we'll, obviously, um, we can get into that. Um, can you kind of update us on the latest uh, with with what's going on with both uh, his condition that the family's tweeted out as well as what the league is doing? The good news about us waiting, Elliot, a couple of days to do this show is we just have more information, right? We, we For a, a variety of reasons, we didn't want to do a show on Monday. But today we got an update from the Bills uh, that said DeMar remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. Uh, obviously, that's pretty vague, but it's it's just good news that we're getting some kind of positive update. So um, I, I don't even know what more to say than that, but I, I think that's the best news that we could hope for uh, here on Wednesday. Uh, certainly. Um you know, you're, you're, you're just hoping not to hear any bad news for hours afterwards. And I'm sure you and so many other people, myself were frantically refreshing Twitter and looking at the news because we just wanted to hear uh, something good. Um, I I think it's the encouraging part of this is that he's under medical care, medical supervision, and uh, that, um, you know, I hate to say things are looking up. I don't want to say that because it's hard to say that in this situation. But um, the fact that he's under medical care, that it's it's been a couple of days now um, that his body is resting um, and hopefully healing. Uh, that's all you can really hope for. Good things. all. I mean, good news, all things considered. Right. Like we just want little bits of hope. And it seems like we, we've gotten that. Um I saw an interview from his uncle. Uh, now I'm trying to think of it. it was Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, um, where they said he's trying to trying to wean him off the oxygen a little bit. Uh, they flipped him over now that he's on his stomach, which should help uh, the lungs recover a little bit faster. Is what his uncle said. Um, so again, little little steps here, and that's probably the way it's going to be for several weeks here, Elliot. Right. And if I sound like a very careful about measured what I'm saying, it's because if you've ever been through this situation where not where someone collapsed on the football field, but where you've had a loved one go under cardiac arrest, it's very touch and go. And you you are hopeful and you're hoping they're receiving great medical care and a lot of support. But it's it's. Uh, if you're a family member, you're on pins and needles for days and there's all the little steps are baby steps. And so anyone that's out there that's been through that before, I, uh, 
I know the feeling and, and also uh, I just feel for that family to think that his mother was at the stadium, goes to the hospital with him, probably hasn't slept a wink. Um, all those okay. things. Um, as far as what the league is doing uh, right now, uh, the league, there's been a lot of things thrown out. Yeah, obviously the Bengals and Bills did not want to resume playing this game. That's a well-traveled story by now. Uh, it, rightly so because it was the right thing to do. And I'm glad that Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott worked that out uh, right there on the field. Um, it sounds like, um, mm -hmm. but in terms of what the league can do and what it is doing, Marcus, what's the latest. So officially the league, uh, Troy Vincent said that the league has not had discussions about what to do with this Bengals bills game. Um, they're kind of just, Going forward with week 18, they're going to talk to both teams and try to figure out a, a solution. Unofficially, though, it sounds like they're exploring all possibilities between just kind of ruling the game as a no contest uh, and just pretending the game didn't happen. Um, they're looking at potential. I've even heard of, of a case where uh, they would rule it as a no contest and then the seating would be determined at random by a number generator like that was thrown out as a possible option because this game, it feels weird even talking about this game, but it, it, it has major playoff implications and the league knows that, right? If this was just a, t a game between two teams that aren't good to make the playoffs, I don't even think they would think twice about it, but because it does make a difference probably on the one, two, three seed and who wins the AFC North, I think they've got to be somewhat, I'm trying to think of the right word. They, they've got to be somewhat careful on how they go about this. Right. And it's this entire situation is delicate. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you and I talked on the phone and, um, you know, there are people that have to work right now and have to figure these things out because they're because there's the teams are involved. I'm sure the Bills players um, want to have some idea. I mean, if they don't, what if the Bills players don't want to play, you right. know, and that has to be strongly, strongly considered. And um, there's also, there's a timing element of this as well. Yes. Like we're into Wednesday. Now the NFL playoffs start next Saturday, right? We've got three games that are scheduled to be played next Saturday. How, how is the league going to deal with that? Are they going to really make these teams play on Thursday and then try to make them play like again on Monday or Tuesday. I don't know if that's fair. Uh, and they know that they, they know this is unprecedented. So they're just, I think they're just trying to be cautious here and decide what's best for not only the bills and the Bengals, but what's fair for the rest of the AFC. Right. Right. And I think, you know, uh, again, there's, there's obviously DeMar Hamlin's life is the most important uh, thing yes, here. And, yes. and I don't think anybody is, um, denying that but at some point uh, also for these players and his teammates uh, as well as the Bengals who were obviously so understanding and caring in this situation they need to know what they're doing yeah uh, or that only adds more stress to the situation so it's a very difficult situation for everyone uh, for the people to and I'm by no means a big NFL defender uh, but I know the NFL has to someone there has to figure this out and it, it, they're going to do their best they're putting I mean, the NFL is in a really tough spot here, right? Because almost any decision that they make, 
there's going to be some significant drawbacks and they know that. So yes, I think rather than rush into a decision, they're just letting things play out. I'm sure they're going to have a conversation with some of the head coaches in the AFC, some of the other respected head coaches in the NFC, and just try to figure out a plan that makes sense for everybody. I think, you know, the main thing is uh, everyone, everyone is just waiting to get good news. Yes. And all of this stuff is ancillary to that. It's important, but it's ancillary. And right. this is just not the kind of thing you can speed up, you oh. know. Um, and so, again, if you've ever been there before with a family member, you know how these things go. And it's um, everyone is just hoping for the best. And, I, you know, I went online and watched um, a video. I think the University of Pittsburgh did it on Hamlin, uh, giving toys away when he was a senior. And I loved it. And just such a, a, a great young man. Um, and it's just it's just a, a really neat thing that and yes, there are positives in every tragedy. It's a really neat thing that people are seeing what a good young man he is. And also that so much of the NFL community has contributed to a cause that he still believes in at a, obviously a very young age. I mean, how many people have these kind of drives that they start when they're in college? Right. Um, and this so, is the best I mean, part of the NFL. Seriously. Like this is the absolute best part is you've got fans and players from around the NFL donating to a player. I, I saw people on Twitter this week said before Monday night, they didn't even know who DeMar Hamlin were, or who he was. And they just donated a thousand dollars to his toy drive. Right. Like that's what's so cool about this situation, um, and, and there's so many other cool ties. Like we should talk about Andy Dalton, right? Yeah, Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm trying. What year was that? Where he helped? It's 2017. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so week 17, they were playing Baltimore. Cincinnati was playing Baltimore. Cincinnati had to win in order for Buffalo to make the playoffs, and Buffalo had not been to the playoffs since 1999. <laughs> Uh, the the Music City Miracle game, which ended in obviously very painful fashion for that that fan base, and Andy Dalton completes I think it was a fourth down pass to Tyler Boyd, who takes mm -hmm. it to the house, and the Bengals win in the waning moments, and Andy Dalton became a cult hero in Buffalo for sending them to the playoffs, and and the Buffalo fans just poured in the love for Andy Dalton and they, they donated to his charity. I think it was like a million dollars that they donated to his charity. And then the Bengals played in Buffalo the next year and he got a standing ovation inside of uh, Buffalo, which was, was wild to see. Again, that's, that's some of the good that has come from this situation is that kind of love from, from NFL fans. Yeah, Andy Dalton donated to the charity a bunch of people. It's kind of a who's who list and didn't just normal everyday Joes, you know, uh, yeah. local plumbers, you know, uh, mailmen, teachers, uh, you know, average That's podcasters. Over, I, I think it's <laughs> over know. six and a half million now. Yeah, it's just incredible. And I think the original goal was $2,500 or yeah. $10,000 or something. 2500 Yeah, it's just uh, remarkable. So, uh, any little bit that uh, you feel like doing counts. It all counts. So five bucks counts. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, just kind of going through all these things, um, we 
So we normally do the power rankings on Monday night. We didn't want to do it. We didn't, I mean, number one, we weren't in a space where we no. wanted to do it. I actually didn't see the play. Um, I wanted to join the game in the second quarter, and I was very confused when I saw this timeline up on ESPN. I was like, timeline of what? And uh, anyway, I kind of caught up, and I called Marcus. I started to watch the play on Twitter, and then I stopped right in the middle of the play. I didn't want to see it. Um, I got the gist of it. I had known about a situation that had happened like this before. I'll get to that later. Um, and I was kind of glued to my TV. Marcus and I talked, and so we apologize. We didn't have a podcast, everybody. Um, also, from a practical sense, just the, the, it's kind of hard to rank teams when you don't know kind of what they, they're doing with this game. Not that that's overly important, but that's why we're not ranking teams today. Yep. So that's yep. just kind of a little podcast accounting. Um do you want to add anything to that or, or uh, I would just say I, I was uh, at a bills party watching the game. Right. Um, I think it was like nine or 10 bills fans. It was just one of the weirdest, most surreal things. I think I, I think I've ever seen in the NFL where, you know, we're all pumped for this game. It's a huge game, Elliot. It's, it's two of the best teams in the league playing on Monday night football, Joe Burrow has this awesome drive to open the game, leads him right down the field. He's locked in. You can tell like he's he's ready for prime time. And then within a couple of minutes, none of that matters, right? And they, the ESPN only showed the replay once. They're showing the faces of the players, and it's so clear something serious is going on. We have no idea. That, that's the other thing. It's like it's now a couple of days have passed. We kind of understood what was happening uh, what the, the the injury might have been at the time watching it in real time. It was, it was terrifying because you just had no idea what was going on in the field. It's just one of those things where I think you'll always remember where you were when you first watched that. Definitely. I mean, I, I'll remember it and I didn't even see the play, uh, you know, so um, I just don't feel the need to go rewatch it. I have an, a good idea what happened. Uh, it's brought up so many different kinds of emotions. Like we just mentioned some of the positives that have come out of this. Um, and I don't think that's disrespectful uh, on any level. No. That's what you hope. Um, and we have a lot of hope for, for uh, Damar Hamlin's health. Um, we've gotten little tiny streams of good news and just hope that you can keep putting those together until we have a full recovery. That's, that's the wish. I will say, Marcus, something I talked to you about, it, it has been disappointing for me to see a lot of the social media reaction to this because the moment anyone says the wrong thing, there are people on Twitter that want to hammer them, quote, tweet them for likes. And all I want to say to those people is if you really care about DeMar Hamlin, you really care about the this not happening to other players and the safety of the game, Adding negative energy by bashing people on Twitter doesn't add to that. No. It does nothing. You want to do something, go donate to his charity uh, or like um, tweets that are heartfelt or great. Or maybe the vi the video I watched from him, I, like I said, I believe he was still a senior at Pitt, was awesome. Go like that video. Um, I think right now people in our business are trying to talk about this in a way that's respectful but also 
acknowledging that there are decisions that have to be made uh, from a player safety standpoint and a scheduling standpoint and the fairness of the organizations so that the Bills and Bengals players know what they're doing so as not to add stress that they're Mm -hmm. already feeling from being part of a traumatic event. Um, You know, and so uh, I just hope that uh, people can kind of lay off uh, and that includes the opportunists out there. Um, that's something Which, that really gets at, gets me. There's a lot of them out there. That's that's the one downside, or not one. That's one of the downsides is you just see some awful tweets and some awful people trying to either get attention or make money, and that's it's, it's absolutely terrible. Right. And when you're you know when you're trying to talk about something on live TV, even if it's the next day, you're not always going to. Um, say the perfect thing you may be you know you may be 45 minutes deep into a conversation about it and someone takes one little sentence and tweaks it in their own way quote tweets it and says the wrong thing there's plenty of people out there that were worried about their fantasy teams and stuff like that and and there's there's plenty of that garbage out there and just don't contribute to it Uh, i want to say something positive about fantasy though because fantasy football a lot of people get some bad raps um I know one league that I'm in, there was um, the two teams in the championship game were playing each other. One one of the teams had Joe Burrow. The other one was out. The, the, the game was still hanging in the balance. So what do you do in that situation? Two owners got together. They decided we're just going to call each other co-champions this year. We're going to donate the money to DeMar Hamlin's, uh, to his, his foundation, that's which amazing. is fantastic. That, that's the stuff that I've seen all week long that is really encouraging. That's that is amazing. See, and I love hearing that. And that's what I mean. Like contribute to the positive energy. Don't quote tweet somebody trying to f- read between the lines of what they're saying and then tell them that they don't care enough. Yeah. It doesn't add any good energy to this situation. And, um, you know, I really I read an article about uh, what Joe Buck was saying that he, that the whole game, that whole sequence was a blur to him. Mm-hmm. And he felt it was just better to be quiet. I agree with him. You know, I could try. I mean, I'm I'm not a play by play person, but I could try to put myself in his shoes, as I'm sure you could as well. And I can't imagine how difficult that had to be and not knowing what to say or how to say it or if you should say anything at all. And I think everyone that I know uh, in this business, uh, everybody, everybody I know, period, just wants the they just want Hamlin to be okay. Yes. You know, and and um, at the end of the day, that's what we're hoping for here as well. Um, as far as the game, the options with the game, um, why it's while it's still a minor consideration. What altogether. would you like to see them do? I'm gonna, I just want to ask you, what would you like to see them do? Well, just so that we address it. Um, so it's not unprecedented to cancel a game and go by winning percentage. Now, granted, the league has not done that in eons, but that would be one way to do it. Um, another way to do it, you have a, a media week in between the Super Bowl and the championship game. You could push the wild card back a week and ask the Bills and Bengals organization if they would like to replay this game in week uh, 19, so to mm-hmm. speak. Have a week 19. Um I think if you were to do that, uh, like I said, you'd speak to both organizations. I would want to reach out to the Chiefs 
Um, I, I want to reach out to other organizations around the league. I said the Chiefs because they're involved, as you said, in the seating. Andy Reid is extremely well-respected. The Hunt family has owned that team since 1960. I, I'd want to get other feedback like that. It doesn't have to just be the Chiefs. I'm using an example. Yep. But I'd want this to be a league decision that was made predominantly by the players involved and also with some um, thought thoughts from some of the more senior members of the league that are also involved in this. Uh, I don't want it to be a money decision or anything like that. And um, I don't see any other way to do this. I, I can't imagine playing the game on a short, all the things that you just mentioned a little while ago, what other option is there? I mean, at this stage, because they've already announced that they're not going to play that game before week 18, your options are moving every, every game back this week, right? And just having Bengals, Bills play on like Sunday or Monday, but that doesn't seem like it's an option either because the Bills have already gone back to Buffalo. Uh, the Bengals are already preparing for the Ravens. So I ultimately think just canceling this game or calling it a no contest is probably the way to go. I think I do too. Now I have heard some situations where, because this really affects the, the bills probably more than the Bengals. Cause I think the Bengals, if the Bengals beat the Ravens this week, they're going to be the three seed. They're going to win the AFC North. Um, I think what everybody's afraid of is does ruling this a no contest mean that the Chiefs become the number one seed and that if Buffalo would happen to face the Chiefs in Can- or Chiefs in the championship game, now this game is being played in Kansas City rather than Buffalo. I- I've seen some people suggest make that game a neutral site game if that happens to be the case. I don't think the NFL would go for that. Uh, but again, there's just no good solutions here there's just not no and i i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole you asked me what i would like to see i gave you the first option which is canceling the game and that it's not unprecedented and just go by winning percentage which is by the way which is what i would like to see them do just in general right i was just trying to think of another feasible option and you you know it would be to push the wild card back and play a game in isolation you know one game uh the next weekend like I said, if that was even in discussion, I'd want the Bills and Bengals players to be at the forefront and yeah, the coaches nope. and the coaching staffs at the absolute forefront of making that decision. And then ancillary to that, uh, speak to some of the senior members around the league for any input that's helpful. And of course, I thought of the Chiefs because, as you mentioned, they are involved in this. But um, I I involved, not involved in this situation, but involved in the seating uh, situation. Yep. At the end of the day, I don't, I hate to say the seating doesn't matter, but this is such a unique situation and all we want is the player to be all right. So why not play a game in a neutral site? Why not those kinds of things? It's wild because you're right. I mean, we're still talking about a game, a football game. Like it doesn't matter that much. It, it doesn't matter, right? Like the, the, only, the only thing that matters is DeMar Hamlin. But at the same time, like we know how much having the number one seed and not playing in week one around one of the playoffs does yeah. matter and how much that increases your odds of winning in the Super Bowl. And then on top of that, 
it's Buffalo and Kansas City. Like these are two of the biggest home field advantages in the league, right? Like I've been telling you all season, if Buffalo, I think Buffalo needs home field advantage more than any other team in the league. I just don't see anybody going to Buffalo and beating them. Just like I really don't see anybody going to Kansas City and beating them either. I mean, it's happened, but it doesn't happen very often. So it is important, which is why, again, the NFL is in an impossible spot here. This is why context matters. You know, years from now, however, this season ends up playing out, people are not going to be able to put themselves in the shoes of the league or the teams in this exact moment. Okay. To, to what you're saying, for example, if the Bills had to play on the road or whatever. Okay. And we're hoping that this situation plays out in such a, a positive way for DeMar Hamlin and his family that it won't be a huge deal years from now, right. that everything will be okay. Um, but we're in this moment right now. And these decisions have to be made and people have to work and figure this out for, for, um, and it, I, I feel for them because I'm sure that some of the people that are trying to figure this out. They have their own feelings about this situation. And, you know, not everybody is callous that works yeah. for the league. And, um, again, you know, me, I've not been a big, huge defender of the NFL, but this is a really difficult situation. It's difficult. It was difficult for everyone involved. And um, I think one of the positives that came out of this is how people relatively handled it very, very well and respectfully, starting with Zach Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. Walking across the field and saying, hey, you know, what do you want to do here? You know, we, we don't I'm not sending my guys out. Whatever that first sentence he said was, I think it was something like, wasn't it? I don't want to I'm not putting my offense out there. Yeah, something like that. And. He's basically told him, like, you need to go be with Hamlin, right? Like, go be with DeMar. Go to the hospital. You shouldn't be coaching this game. I told you on the phone that night, I was like, I was so happy um, that the two coaches that were on the field that night were Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor because I don't think every coach in the league handles that situation the same way. I just just don't. No, I, I, I could see some coaches being like, hey, we're here. Let's just play the game. You know, we're... I'm just thankful that it was Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor that kind of took the lead here and said, hey, we're, we're not playing this game. Well, one of the major stories that's, that's coming out, you know, postscript here is uh, on the, the entire situation is that the NFL wanted the players to warm up and they had five minutes to warm up. I don't know how accurate any of that is. It may be true. If it is true, it's not the first time that the NFL has made a severe error in judgment. Um, but at the same time, the bottom line is the bottom line is the situation was handled pretty doggone well. And it seems like more, the more information we get, the more that that wasn't the case. The NFL told these players they had to get ready. It seems like that was just what's in the rule book. And some people were, were relaying that message, but that's not at all what the NFL told them to do. Right. Right. And there was a story uh, about John Perry saying that that's what's in the real rule book. Look, that that's what they're trained to do is go yeah. by what is precedent. What are the rules? Well, when you barely have any precedent, it's really hard. And there's also communication lags and just figuring things out and being able you know, you saw Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott uh, 
you know, in the tunnel there, uh, it, you know, under the bowels of the stadium, basically passing the phone back, trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing? You know? And, um, at least that's what it looked like to yeah, me yep, was happening. Exactly. Yep. And, um, you know, I was watching that in real time and I, I thought, okay, I know, I know what they're doing. Uh, at least I think I was watching it in real time. Um, you know, so I was seeing it on replay again. I did not see the play live, but, um, I don't know how long after the play happened that McDermott and Taylor were passing the phone back and forth. I don't know when that was. I just know I was thinking, okay, they're trying to figure this out. Either way, bottom line is if they're going to replay this game and they do like the week 19 idea, I just want that Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor and those Bengals and Bills players or Bills players first and Bengals players uh, have a major say. Uh, and I, I want them to down. be the, I want it to be a consensus, right? Not push yes. back from the bills. Like, Oh, well, we don't really want to do this, but this is what the NFL is recommended recommending. I would either like the bills to say, Hey, we really don't want to play this game. Please don't make us or, Hey, we're in a good spot now. Let's, let's play the game and let's try to move forward as best we can. As in play this week's game. And, and yep. yes. And even that, I, are these Bills players even ready to play this week? Well, you know, are those Bengals I'm, players even? I'm ready glad to play? that you mentioned that because I was listening to Troy Vincent today, the uh, the head of the uh, I think he's the NFL PA right now. Yeah, NFL. Uh, he's uh, no VP of uh, VP. That's uh, what it is. Uh, yeah, operations. I, operations. Yeah. Yes, uh, he said it's not out of the question that we move the Bills Patriots game. You know, this week maybe even maybe just back a day. There's no Monday Night Football on this week. Maybe you move it to Monday afternoon just to give the players a little bit more time to process. And that, the Bills haven't practiced yet. They they had a meeting today. They had no practice. Um, I guess their meeting it was with a few doctors and a couple counselors. So whatever whatever the Bills players need and whatever the Bengals players need to to feel comfortable to return to the field, I think they they should get as much time as they need. Um. Yes, and I, I, well, a, a couple of thoughts on that. Um, I think you know, there's got to be some PTSD for these guys having dealt with this on the field, from from every you know, just seeing something like this and expecting them to be ready to play on Sunday. Forget the Bengals Bills game, um, is you know, it's a big ask have the bills go play the Patriots. It's a big ask for the Bengals to be playing uh, the Ravens, you know? Well, and remember the Patriots game, that game has huge implications. I know both teams, the Patriots, they need to win to make the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. Uh, Yeah. uh, By the way, uh, Troy Vincent's the executive vice president of football operations. Um, Just wanted to clear that up. It's weird by the way, just really quickly that he's been the one that's been out talking the last two days about all this and not Roger Goodell. No, because he's a former player. I'm pretty sure Troy Vincent played for the bills for uh, a brief moment. I know he played for Miami. He played for Philadelphia. He played for Washington. I think he also played for Buffalo. I will uh, double check that. Yeah. He played for the bills. Um, So it makes total sense. And he's, you know, head of operations, uh, which this is an operations, certainly an operations issue. Um. Yeah, we we could go on and on about that topic, and I just would rather not um, yeah. here. But I I just when I mentioned PTSD, you know, people 
associate PTSD with like Vietnam vets and things like that. And yes, of course that's, but when you are a part of a play like this or something that happens like this, um, I think counseling and anything that can be available to those players is important. I don't care that football is a tough sport or whatever people are going to say. Um, if those players don't want to play this Sunday, I don't think they should have to play this Sunday, Marcus. That simple. 100% agree. 100%. I don't care what what it means for the standings or everything else. I get it. The NFL is a business. Sometimes you have to suspend business operations. You suspend business operations for other things that happen, calamities or whatever, when you're forced to, um, you know, if lightning starts striking in an NFL game, they're playing, pulling those players off the field, you know? So there's no reason why things cannot be adjusted. If the league is smart enough, uh, to add an extra week or or to figure out how to add an extra week to the season and an extra playoff team and how to expand with the Browns the the and then the Texans and how to realign. If they can do all those kinds of logistical things, they can certainly work this out with, uh, you know, proper consultation and everything else. But I just hope the consulting uh, goes to the Bills and Bengals players first. That's it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, before we go. Obviously, we I mentioned we both had real mixed feelings about all this because you talked about how you had a lot of positive feelings from seeing the NFL community come together. And I agree. One of the things that brought me down a little bit was the night this happened, they kept talking about how this had never happened before. And I knew that that wasn't true. Um, I didn't go on Twitter and be one of those people to say, you know, I knew that. Why don't you know this kind of thing? Um, but because it's it's become a footnote of history. But just for a point of fact, and now it is coming out, thankfully, a player did uh, pass away of cardiac arrest on the field uh, once in NFL history. It happened in 1971. You may have seen the story on the news now. It's now people are. Uh, someone went and interviewed Chuck Hughes's widow. Chuck Hughes was the wide receiver for the Lions who passed away. Uh, it was a game against the Bears, and it happened in the fourth quarter with about a minute to go. Chuck Hughes caught a ball. Uh, he got hit. And a couple of plays later, they threw the ball out of bounds on the next play to clock it. That's how they used to clock it back then. Mm-hmm. The quarterback would just chuck it out of bounds. Next play, they run uh, kind of a vertical route. And as he's jogging back to the huddle, he collapsed. Um, It was determined later on that he had had uh, his family had a history of heart disease and that he had an artery that was majorly blocked, but that the hit may have contributed to, to the, I guess the cardiac arrest. I'm not a doctor. I'm trying to explain Mm -hmm. it as best that I know. What makes me sad is that the lions and bears re they played the final minute of that game. Granted, there was only a minute left. They played the final minute. It was a 28-23 game, so it was a one-score game. Um, But I don't think the league ever apologized to the Hughes family. Uh, He had a son that was two years old who grew up without a father. And I just was sad that no one knew this story. Does that make sense? It's not that I'm trying to bring up anything bad or make fun of anyone or say ESPN, why didn't you know this? 
it's an obscure footnote of NFL history because it wasn't talked about enough back in the eighties or seventies. And uh, I was heartened to go on Twitter and see some older lions and bears fans who watched that game, talk about that experience. And it was traumatizing for them as, you know, 10 year old kids watching. And um, this situation played out so much better than that one, Marcus. And I know I'm talking a lot here. No, go ahead, I please. just want to, in, in Chuck Hughes's case, the doctor, one of the, there were two doctors and a trainer, and I think an assistant trainer went out immediately. Uh, Dick Butkus saw Chuck Hughes walking back to the famous Bears linebacker, saw Chuck Hughes walking back to the huddle, saw him turn sheet white and fall on the ground. At first, other Bears players thought he was faking an injury so the Lions could save time. And then they, because it was an end of the game situation, you know how those go. And then they realized, whoa, this is something serious. When Dick Buckus, who was actually right next to Chuck Hughes, started waving for the medical staff to please come out. Then all the Bears players realized this is really bad. And the Lions players, it started to dawn on them what was happening as they had gotten back to the huddle. And... They tried, uh, they tried furiously and the widow of Chuck Hughes has said she doesn't blame. She, she knows the staff did everything they possibly could to revive her husband. She doesn't blame football. Um, she said her husband died doing what he loved to do. And, uh, ultimately, as I said, this, it, it, it disappointed me that people didn't know the story. I was also heartened by the fact that this situation turned out so much better, at least to this point, yeah. right? That we know he's getting not only medical care, but that the, the people that were involved at that time talked about how they just didn't have the advancements back then, Marcus. We're talking about 1971 here, you know, um, that they do now. And how about that the hospital was close by, Yeah, you know, in this game, yeah. there's an ambulance right there. They knew exactly what to do. Not that they didn't know what to do in 1971, but from everything I've read about that situation, they didn't have a chance. The staff didn't have a chance um, and, and to, to save him. And, and with Hamlin, um, everybody seemed to be operating at absolute optimal, you know, functionality. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm, I'm, Unison, right? I'm having all a hard have... time. Yeah. yeah. I'm having a hard time explaining what I'm trying to say. But they I were don't on want it, right? Like it, they it were didn't on take, it. yes, it didn't, they didn't, there wasn't a sense of panic or anything. Like, what do we do now? It seems like they, everybody knew what they were supposed to be doing. The players huddled around so the cameras couldn't see. And in Chuck Hughes' case, I think that it wasn't that anyone was um, ineffective or anything like that. I'm, it's, it was more that it was so sudden that, that one of the doctors that performed, um, CPR on him or, or helped uh, said that I, he said, I think Chuck Hughes died on that football field that we didn't have a chance. Yep. Um, and so I just wanted people to know that this happened and uh, that, that uh, this was handled wonderfully or, or at least is optimally, I guess is the best word as it possibly could be. And that there has been a tragedy like this, and the NFL continued to play the game. And um, in this case, they're actually taking the time to weigh everyone's opinions and do the right thing. 
and that is a good thing. Well, Sorry so. for the long walk. No, there. absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to uh, to let us all in on that. It's just you're right that things have changed so much in the last 50 years with medical personnel. And I did, frankly, just more medical personnel in the field, right? Like you saw in that game, as soon as Hamlin went down, how many people were surrounding him, taking care of him? Um, the NFL and the league has come, they've come a long way uh, since, since Chuck. Yeah. And the Lions players, I should just circle back here because we've been talking so much about how the Bills and Bengals players need to be factored in. The Lions players, uh, they went to the funeral as a, as a team. Uh, the entire organization, and they were devastated. And I saw an interview with Greg Landry, their quarterback, who said that, you know, we just weren't the same after that. We were going through the motions. They were tied for first place going into that game with Minnesota uh, in the old NFC Central, and uh, they just weren't the same. And uh, they're 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 right. And so I think them having to play the very next week, them having to finish out that game, um, Buffalo may not have to do all the, well, they already didn't have to play the game. Uh, thank God. Uh, and, um, hopefully if they do play a game this week, it's because they want to play. Yeah. Um, so, uh, last thing I'll just say before we head out is I, I actually told you this yesterday, uh, for the first time in my life, I don't think I'm rooting for the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not, I, how can you not root for this Buffalo team considering all that they've been through this year? I mean, just think of starting back last year's playoffs with the way they lost to the chiefs. And then this year with, you know, they had the, the, the snow, the blizzard, right. Where they had to get shoveled out of their houses and they had to take a home game away from them and play it in Detroit. And then mm-hmm. I think about on Christmas Eve, they played a game in Chicago. They were supposed to come back, fly back, Christmas Eve, spend Christmas with their families. They couldn't do that because there was another snowstorm in Chicago. So they had to be bused from Chicago to Pittsburgh to fly back to Buffalo. They missed all, they missed Christmas Day. They didn't get home until the 26th. Uh, now they have the, the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, which is so awful. So many things have gone poorly for this team, but I, I don't know. It's It's – they're, they're very easy to root for. I, 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 I'm hopeful that this this something good comes out of this for the Bills and their fans. Yeah, I, I mean, just to add a small, small little footnote to that, they weren't home for Thanksgiving either. No. They played a road game on Thanksgiving, so not home for Thanksgiving, not home for Christmas. It, uh, it, the big ahead. player that they signed in free agency that was supposed to help them take, you know, take them over the top, Von Miller, gets hurt on Thanksgiving and is out for the season, right? They've had just yep. these – Little things all year pile up, and then of course the the, the Mar Hamlin situation again. And the massive thing, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, I I I feel you there. I I was you know Buffalo's never won the Super Bowl. I would love to see it, and if they beat the Cowboys, that would be in the Super Bowl. It'd be kind of great considering what happened in the nineties. But really, all that is um, that is we're hoping yes, to get Lord. to that yep. point. You know, we're we're hoping to get there, but you know, right now we're just um, we're waiting like every yeah. yeah, we're waiting like everybody else, and and I hope for the the absolute very very best. Um, and um, yeah, it's um, it's been a difficult situation, and we apologize if this uh, 
podcast hasn't been overly, we, we like to keep things lighthearted, but we just, you know, we had a hard time figuring out when we were going to do a pod. And so we're probably going to do picks tomorrow. Um, that's what our game plan is. And maybe we'll have some more information. And uh, in the meantime, uh, obviously we'll learn a lot of things as will all of you guys from the family. And uh, we will um, just plan to do that tomorrow. And hopefully we'll have more good news to report mm-hmm. tomorrow. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, again, thoughts and prayers for not only Hamlin, but his family, the bills players, the Bengals players, we know they're going through a lot right now. So just keep thinking about them. You bet. We wish them the best. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. And uh, obviously I hope you guys got a chance to share your thoughts uh, the way Marcus and I have uh, with people in your family or, or other fans or uh, donate to DeMar Hamlin's charity. I was trying to, I wanted to look up real quick uh, the, the actual name of it. Um, talk on it. I got it right it. here. Sorry. Right. Uh, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's a toy fun. Um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's the DeMar Hamlin Community Toy Drive. Yeah, the, there it is. The DeMar Hamlin Community Toy Drive. Thank you for uh, picking me up there. Um, so if you want, donate to that. And uh, we will talk to you hopefully tomorrow with good news. And as always, uh, we appreciate you guys. And you can catch Marcus's other work on Locked on Cowboys. I did talk about this situation uh, on Locked on Cowboys as well. And also Marcus is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter, and we will talk to you guys later. Take care, everybody.